Sideshow, where we sit down with enterprising filmmakers in our network and just beyond. I'm your host, Justin Winley, joined by my fellow cinema surgeons. My name's Danny. I'm Zach. I'm Wes. Joining us today, our, our guest is the director of Reflections in Synagogue, a documentary short that he will soon be expanding into a feature that seeks to chronicle each of the 86 synagogues on the island of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, he is a good friend, a collaborator, and as much a cinephile as any of us, please welcome Amir Moverman. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. Thank you to you all. <laughs> um, it's uh, This is fun because we're taking a dip into documentary, which we've yet to do on the morgue. Um, and certainly we could oh, do but more Justin. of it. Did we do a doc? Oh, well, we, we did American did. movie. We did American movie. movie. But I forget. That was I, the last thing I, I did. I, see, about, I, I didn't watch You that. weren't there. <laughs> but that's like a movie about making a movie, so it got lost in my brain. Right. Um, but this is uh, something uh, certainly more unique um, and, and personal. Uh, so, Amir, by way, you know, I, I want to ask you this question and then you can use it to kind of to dovetail into um, explaining more about the process overall. You have this grand vision of yeah. a feature that you want to do. How do you go about distilling it down to these are the points that I want to hit for the short and this is what I want people to get, if nothing else? Oh, and for the audience, what is a proof of concept? Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, so when you're making a, a film, particularly a feature, um, you know, features are let's say at minimum 60 or so minutes, mm-hmm. but they're usually, you know, the shorter ones you usually see are like 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that this thing would be around 90 minutes in total. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say, give me money when you've seen nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also I was just getting restless. Yeah. Um, and I had this idea in April, 2022. Um, and so I just wanted to make a shorter version so that I could show it to people and say, hey, give me money, but also, hey, look at what I'm doing and what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, I chose the six because there's six in the proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the wonderful Justin was at the screening slash fundraiser that we I had. I, uh, I, I still endlessly appreciate that. He that came works. from, he came from church. Um, <laughs> I, I still resent that he didn't go to a mosque afterwards, <laughs> yeah. um, to come, to round Junior out the trilogy. Abraham yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll make sure that, uh, the screening of the feature is on a Sunday too, so that he <laughs> has to go to a mosque yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah, for the six that we wanted, we wanted kind of a, a diversity of visual look. So we had mm-hmm. two in the in the Lower East Side, which have a very distinct look, mm-hmm. and then uh, two in the Times Square area, including one in the basement of Margaritaville, yes. uh, Jimmy yeah. Buffett's uh, extravaganza, and then we had two uptown, which are more large and ornate and yeah. classical. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the idea actually came from something completely unrelated, which is I was watching the excellent film Mississippi Masala, um, which... I thought you were going to say News from Home. No, it's funny because I I was watching Mississippi Masala, which has nothing to do with Judaism Mm -hmm. um, or New York. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, it's a movie um, about an Indian family from Uganda who's forced out uh, because of Idi Amin. Um, 
and uh, they go to Mississippi, and then their daughter falls in love with Denzel Washington. As you would. As one does. This woman is also one of the most beautiful women ever. Oh, yes. Easily. I still haven't seen the movie. It's a blind spot. You should watch it. i got to find it because it's not online. No, it's on, I think it's on Criterion. Okay. It is indeed. Yeah, they had a big remaster last year. Okay. So, Uh, yeah, how'd how'd that connect to... I was sitting at the IFC Center. Uh-huh. Shout out to the IFC Center. Yeah. Um, you and um, you know, has, you know how your mind drifts sometimes, even when you love a movie, which I was doing. Uh-huh. And I started thinking about this short film called Last Address, which I showed at the screening. Yeah. Um, anyone who hasn't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a short film where uh, they film the exterior of. Um, I don't actually remember how many buildings it is, but all these buildings that were the last known address of all these artists who died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's silent. I mean, there's street noise, but there's no voice over anything. I was thinking about that for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hmm, what if that but Jewish? Um, yeah. And then I said, what's Jewish? And then I said, uh, synagogue. <laughs> and then came home, told no one. I was like, <laughs> I'll just uh, do it myself, tell no one, finish it, and have everyone adore me. Yeah. Um, then I Googled it, and there's over a thousand synagogues in New York City. And I said, so said let me yeah, let me, scale, uh, back. Yeah, <laughs> scale back a bit. <laughs> and let me also tell people, because yeah. I cannot do this myself. Yeah. Um, and I started telling people, and people were really enthusiastic in a way that I wasn't expecting. That's dope. Well, uh, yeah, let's let's start the round robin then. Dan, um, uh, since you're, you're joining us remotely, I want to make sure we get a chance to ask if you have any questions before you get lost in the haze of voices <laughs> uh, or any or any comments. Oh, I just I noticed that like some of this was shot on film. It looked kind of like 16 millimeter negative from like a Bolex or something. And then some of it is like really high def, like DSLR footage. And I was wondering if there was like maybe like based on the terrain where you were, like if there was some reason why some synagogues were filmed on film and some were shot digitally. Yeah, so we had, uh, you know, I have two cameras, um, two camera people working on this. Uh, one is shooting mm-hmm. exclusively 16 millimeter Bolex stuff that we rented from Mono Noaware. Hey. Um, you know, um, highly recommend that to everybody. Um, one of their tripods uh, broke a piece on our watch, so we, we had to pay $90 <laughs> for that, but that's Good okay. We, res- that. we respect the hustle. <laughs> um, um, we love a, an equipment fee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess we could have lied and said we didn't do it, but we decided no. to be honest. Yeah. Um, know. Exactly. Know. Um, but so we rent a 16 millimeter from there, and then um, we also have a digital camera. Uh, it was more of a, a like a... a a big boy camcorder vibe mm. for the proof of concept. But since then the digital cinematographer, uh, she bought a, uh, black magic. So now we're going to do that. Wow. Um, so we're shooting both on both cameras. We're shooting on both cameras for everything. Um, and for then the in the edit, you'll figure out. Yeah. We kind of marry the, well, basically what we do is we edit all the 16 millimeter first and then all the digital, we do that separately. And then we kind of find fluid and, poetic ways to combine them oh, sure um cool. i can tell you why we're doing it on yeah. both mediums yeah, yeah, um uh, i don't mean to steal anyone's questions no, but no, um no. you know <laughs> uh, but so you know these are buildings that some of them have been here since the 1800s some of them have been built uh in the 2000s very few of them but some of them or their congregation started in the 2000s rather um I wanted, you know, both visual languages establish something completely different. And I love both visual languages. Um, 
the film, you know, has this nostalgic storied quality. You know, I, I thought about, you know, the film as like something that immigrants in the 1920s would be recording to show their family. Um, and then the digital is crisp. It's high def. It's, you know, it's full screen. And I wanted that to feel like it reflects reality and it reflects where we are right Mm -hmm. now. You know, the film, not exclusively, but the film is kind of more concentrated on the building and the digital is more concentrated on the building and also people around. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, in the film, in the proof of concept film that, that I've released thus far, you know, the first synagogue, if you watch it, it's just shots of the building on film and then it's, you know, a shot of a bunch of pigeons on the roof in mm-hmm. digital, and then you see, you know, some um, some people like transporting something from a truck, and you know, yeah. then it becomes about the street and the city and everything. So that's kind of what I wanted from cool. each. I like that. Very yeah. cool. Thank you. That's very cool. Uh, Zach. Um, yeah, I was just wondering for your feature. I was wondering if you had anything like blueprinted in terms of like maybe following certain people. Like if you have thought about that, like following. I don't know, any families or anyone that go to any specific synagogues and following those storylines or if you're keeping it more like general? Yeah. So, you know, the fun, beautiful part about documentary um, and because the angle of wh- where I'm sitting, I don't really know who to look at okay. at any point, <laughs> but I'll, I'll just I'll just keep looking around. I can only okay. see you. All right. Yeah. All right cool. Um, I thought you were filming this and I had this beautiful joke prepared about how I wore this tie just because I knew we were doing a podcast and it wouldn't be seen. But but then I thought my spot was blown up. We'll not post any um, of this. All right. Good. Because, you know, that joke has to reign supreme. Um, but. Um, uh, hold on. I'll remember the question. Um, I can repeat it also. No, no, I'll find it. Right. It's going to be beautiful. You it's going to be great. <laughs> um, yeah, so in terms of the beauty of documentary is that we can, um, you know, we're filming all of this first, and we have s- I have a sound person recording sound on set, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, street noise, ambient noise, all that. But also we're going to have a lot of interviews with voiceover only. Great. So we kind of get to really discover it as we go. We um, should go through by Monday. Um, hopefully that we're going to finish getting all of our funding um, because uh, we met a very kind rabbi, Rabbi Scott Bolton. Scott Bolton. (laughs) Scott. Uh, Thank you to Scott, um, who um, from Orzarua on 82nd between Park and Lexington. If you're looking for a synagogue, go there Mm. if you want. Um, And, um, you know, he's going to connect us with a lot of people from his congregation who we can talk to. The nature of filming this really is that people just come up to us on the street, you know, people come up to us. Yeah, Yeah. people come up and say, what are you doing? And most of them, you know, the first the proof of concept shoot, we were filming a synagogue and this woman came up to us and said, what are you doing? And we told her and she said, oh, that's so amazing. I love that. You know, I'm I'm from Queens. I've lived in New York my whole life. And I moved to I can't remember if it was Mississippi or Arkansas, but she moved to one of those briefly. Missouri was the third option. She moved to Missouri briefly. And she was like, you know, there were no Jews anywhere. And I'd never felt so lost and so far from home and so isolated. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just get stories like that, um, stories like that, but also stories about, you know, we were um, the synagogue that I grew up going to and still go to on high holidays is called uh, the New Shul. Um, and that's on uh, it's in the West Village and they're in the basement of VCS, the, you know, the private elementary and oh. middle school. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So, you know, it's all about space. Um, 
being used in different ways. And yeah. so we were filming that on Saturday and um, this uh, this guy came out from a, an apartment building where he's the doorman and he was like, what are you, are you filming the school? And we said, no, or there's a synagogue in the school. And he was like, oh, wow, you know, I'm from Gabon um, and I uh, moved to Crown Heights mm -hmm. and I've lived around Jews so much of my life. And uh, there was actually a friend of mine who was Jewish. He gave me a loan to start a business. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife is from Gabon. My ex-wife is from Gabon. And she was raised by a Jewish family. So she considers herself Jewish. So people just tell us stories like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, we had one guy who was very suspicious of our presence. But that's all right. <laughs> this is the also nature. the nature of the thing. Yes, it <laughs> is. It's, it's interesting that you talk about um, using voiceover-only interview because I just watched Be Water. Uh, the Bruce Lee documentary on ESPN, mm. and that's how they approach it as well. There's never uh, any talking visual heads. footage, mm. talking, yeah. talking heads. It's yeah. all voiceover, which yeah. at first I was like unsettled by because right. I'm used to seeing documentaries where you get yeah. the talking, talking head. Yeah. But after yeah. a while, I kind of you know came to appreciate. Yeah. It. I'm not your Negro. Also does that. Yeah, where only voiceover. Where it's, where it's yeah. only voiceover mm -hmm. and then archival footage. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess my biggest thought when I was watching it, I think I mean like all everybody here, I think it's a really Thank you very my, my, much. My big thought was, you know, as a director and a filmmaker, what about this film uh, needed to be made right now? Like when you were making it, I feel like, I don't know if, I, Justin and I have talked about this, but there's like almost like an internal metronome that you're like, I got to make this right now because yeah. it's da -da 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 -da. And it's sometimes a social reason, sometimes it's just like, I need to make it. So what was yours? I, I feel like I have like 10 different answers to yeah, that. Yeah, give all 10, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There's a um, not to wax too poetically about the uh, the times in which we live and the you know society bottom text in which we occupy, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we you know there's this moment that we're in right now, and you know by being a Jew my whole life and you know being surrounded by a lot of Jews as well, you know by nature of being from New York City, Manhattan specifically, and also just you know having a lot of Jewish friends. There's this real reckoning that a lot of people are doing right now, and I think a lot of people at the intersection of a lot of identities are doing it, but I only you know, belong to the identities in which I belong, um, where a lot of Jews are very... Um, are particularly scared right now mm -hmm. um, about what the future holds. You know, uh, I think a lot of it started in 2016 when people saw changes in you know, hate crime proportions, but uh, I think it's only continued even if, you know, there is um, different leadership. Um, mm -hmm. I had this idea years ago where I was like, I want to make a four-hour documentary that's just like about what is a Jew, <laughs> and it'll be for no one except yeah. me. You, um, you can make that once you've made your third feature. Exactly. And it's yeah. big, and they're like, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what is a Jew? Yeah. Um, and... But, you know, I, I surrendered to the fact that I needed to have a more tangible and accessible thing than that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that the, you know, the history of Jewishness is filled with a lot of uncertainty and paranoia and fear mm -hmm. and beauty and love and, you know, belonging mm -hmm. and all that stuff. We can't erase all that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a synagogue is the symbol of all of Jewish life mm -hmm. if you see Jewishness as a religion which, among other things, I do. Um, so I wanted to use that as a symbol 
and then from there be able to bring in all these voices and yeah you know there are no talking heads which i like because i think that the medium of documentary deserves a lot better than what it's ha- what it has right now yeah and what people sure. are making i coined this term and this is the f- the probably the widest uh platform i'm going to use it on so if you quote it in anything uh be sure to cite me yeah. but um wikipedia documentaries mm. which is 90 conservatively 98 percent of documentaries you'll see right now yeah. which is i call them that because you learn as much from them as you would learn from scanning a wikipedia page yeah that's interesting. Um, and so i didn't want to make a wikipedia documentary i wanted to make a documentary that has some historical knowledge but also has people and you don't see the people, but y- but you hear the people, and in hearing the people, and also hearing the street, then the people become the street, the street becomes the synagogue, the synagogue becomes the people, and the street, and everything blends together. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make this film because I felt like I had to. Why did I feel like I had to? Because I felt like this was the first opening I could uh, I could find in order to talk about all the stuff I've been wanting to talk about in terms of Jewishness, in terms of New York City, Manhattan, belonging, ostracization, you know. I mean, growing up in Manhattan, you know, people, there's a, the most Jews of anywhere, and people always um, assume that if there's so many Jews or if there's so many of any group, how could anybody, you know, how could there be bigotry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that everyone here can attest to the fact that just because you exist there doesn't mean, and there's a lot of people who look like you doesn't mean that there is no bigotry, obviously. Um, And so, you know, walking down the street and seeing a graffiti of a swastika that said, gas the kikes, like on Astor Place, Mm -hmm. when I, in in 2016 or 2017, you know, seeing all these symbols of hatred around in the same place where people were telling me is the most Jewish place and how could anybody ever oppress me if I'm in the most Jewish place? So I wanted to explore both those at the same time. And also, you know, a synagogue, synagogues are sacred places as churches, mosques, all these places are. Um, and also, as a result, they get shot up and they get, you know, they have to have security guards. So what does that mean? And that's something I wanted to explore as well, you know? It's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that, Wes, because it, it dovetails into a thought that I had um, that now I can, I think, express as a thought since you already <laughs> kind of asked the question, yeah, which yeah. is just that, like, you know, obviously bigotry of any kind requires a level of dehumanization in yeah. order for it to, to work for you to, you know, uh, and I think that anti-Semitism obviously is no different. Um, it has its own unique version of it. There's, you know, that stereotype we're all familiar with of, of like, Jewish people as these clandestine puppeteers of society that have their fingers and everything and that are like controlling the you know, media and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I like about this concept is that in choosing synagogues and choosing the religious symbol specifically, there is something very intimate and personal about it and vulnerable. Mm. And I, and I know that you're just focusing on the exterior. Is there, or has there ever been any version of this where you've been interested in going into some of these synagogues and and depicting Jewish people in the vulnerability of their faith, because I think that would do something as well to kind of uh, combat that dehumanization. I know it's an extra expenditure of resources. No, of though, course, but it, it's it's a great point. And you know what I love about that is that that's a lot of people have been like, "Why don't you film the inside?" And mm-hmm. it's like you know a valid question, but that's actually the most. Uh, thought I've heard anyone put into why I should film the inside and <laughs> I, I loved that explanation um, 
I thought about filming inside, but there's a few things at play. One is logistical, which is then I have to contact the synagogue and they have to say yeah. yes or yeah, no yeah. and has to be on their terms, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fine. Um, but also, I'm really interested in how the synagogue interacts with the city. And I think that can really only be seen on the outside. Sure. What's also interesting is that, you know, in filming this, if we're standing outside of a synagogue for long enough and we have two cameras pointed at it, somebody who comes, somebody from the synagogue eventually comes out and says, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and they've all been accepting of the project. They've all really liked it. Uh, and a few of them have invited us in and mm-hmm. they said, you can film stuff if you want. Hmm. And so if they invite us in, we film. Yeah. Um, and there might be a place to incorporate that in the film. I'm not sure yeah. yet, but it really, for me, starts with being about the city. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think to I love that, you know, you could see a, a synagogue in the middle of Chinatown and yeah. there's like, you know, Chinese workers like hauling, you know, different things out of trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that there's synagogues in Little Italy. There's synagogues. There's ev- they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so you see it, synagogues interacting with some really close people. to here too, there right? Is, on there's one around the Manhattan corner. Ave. Yeah. I think. There's one actually there's actually also one um, next to Guggenheim. I think there is. Uh, yeah, on the other not far from there. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we uh, when we film those for the features, you're all welcome to oh, come, dude, come visit don't, us. Don't say that. <laughs> I, I thought there was something. This is also, I guess, a statement couched in a question. I guess is, you know, there there's an interesting thing about. Um, the, the places where you wouldn't expect a synagogue to be. So, like, the Margaritaville one, would, I was like, I just, I literally just passed Margaritaville yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's something interesting about, like, you not being able to tell and the way kind of, you know, uh, you know, race and Jewishness is kind of uh, fungible, uh, especially in the United States. It's like you can't always detect it. Like, there's, there's this question of, like, how can you see race? You can't. How can you see Jewishness? You really can't. Yeah. But we have come to associate things with those identities. And I just thought, you know, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm reading too much into it, you know, but but th- there was something kind of interesting I thought about, the fact that we only see the outsides. And sometimes the outsides don't look like a synagogue. It looks like a Margaritaville. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that's I guess that's me throwing my hat towards the, you know, I, I love that you're just kind of staying outside of the synagogue. It, it would, it's a really interesting way yeah. to um, go, like, you know, shoot your film. Thank you. I mean... Yeah, it's a funny thing to belong to a group of people that has been seen as looking one way, but looks every single way because right. Jews are, you know, unfortunately for our enemies in every single place on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, um, yeah, there is something to also the fact that you see people who look a million different ways pass by a synagogue and are they going in or are they not going in? I mean, we've already seen in filming because we started filming the feature um, last weekend um, because we we had an event in person so we used the ticket sale money for that to start filming the feature and then put the other half in the Indiegogo. The old uh, old Tarantino move. Exactly. I, you know, that guy. But, um, (laughs) but, um, I don't. I don't need to uh, publicly speak out against no, him. No, please. But, we'll we'll um, cut it out along with all the terrible things Zach has said. When um, <laughs> <course. laughs> uh, um, I uh, I hate that man so much. He's done two good things in yeah. the f- into the medium of film. One, Jackie Brown. Two, Natural Born Killers. Wow. Oh, those are the best things he's done for film. Uh, fair every, enough. Everything That's else fair. is you know entertaining, but you know, ultimately. 
exhausts me. He's not, uh, age, he's not aging well in terms of no, his cinematic cachet. No, no. I don't think so. It's, you catch a 20-year-old on the streets 50-50, whether they're yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. Uh, so. He, uh, I mean, he's just... He's just such a fucking asshole. I mean, you ever see him on 106 in Park? I li- <laughs> Are you talking about that video where he's, like, trying to act black on yeah. that talk show? <laughs> yes. I guess what else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a video of him trying to act black, surrounded by black people, interviewed yeah. by black right. people. And also the people who made the video put, like, uh, subtitles of subtext on it. So mm. it's like he'll do, like, a certain voice and they'll be like, here's my Bill Cosby impression. You know what uh, I mean? Because he's, like, doing impressions. Yeah. Uh, he's like, a comedian. It's he's like real it's funny. Like the yeah. Golden Globe and he was doing a uh, he did a voice oh yeah and then he left and Jamie Foxx was like what's going on here? yeah <laughs> I don't know what that was about um <laughs> yes Zach you were gonna say something I thought you were gonna say something was I you went <coughs> and I was like Zach you about to talk you certainly put me on the spot now <laughs> <laughs> no I have to <laughs> say something well well I never actually even fully addressed your point um so I'll get back to you, <laughs> now, you now you Give owe me time. two you owe me two questions yeah, yeah. now Zach <laughs> but um no I mean you know we, yeah, in, in starting our, our shoot, you know, we were filming outside of a synagogue and a bunch of people walked by and we filmed on a Friday and a Saturday and Saturday is a, day, a morning of services. So yeah. the vibe of Saturday was very different than Friday. And on Saturday morning, you know, like there were people walking by and every person who walked by who didn't look quote unquote Jewish, which is in itself artificial mm-hmm. and also an extension of how we as Jews view ourselves, which is never really in positive light, which I can get into if you so desire. But anyone who didn't look quote-unquote Jewish who walked by, instantly, you know, automatically you think like, oh, they're not going into the synagogue. And then some of them would go into the synagogue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, what does that say about us? You know what I mean? There was a little kid who who walked into a synagogue. I I think that was on Friday. Yeah, this little kid walked into a synagogue. Little white girl, she was being walked in by an older black woman, mm-hmm. and they walked in the synagogue. And I was like, I genuinely have no idea what the two of them are going to be doing in this synagogue on a Friday, <laughs> and that's exciting. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah, which one of them is taking which? Yeah, which yeah. one of them is taking which? <laughs> and also, it's Friday. What are they doing here? Like, yeah. it, it was yeah. like nine a.m. Like, yeah. you know, one of them should be in school. Nine <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's that's, well, that's interesting. Maybe there's a synagogue in the school. Maybe there's a school in a synagogue. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, a lot yeah, of questions. Sunday and that's beautiful type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Friday. Zach, Zach has a. I question. took time to ruminate. Um, I, yeah, I was wondering how much of yourself you are thinking of inserting into the uh, into the feature because I know you you like start to talk about uh, your upbringing and stuff in the in the short and so i was wondering how much of yourself you want to put in it yeah i mean i view this film as a few things i view it as a as an art piece as a video essay as a personal essay and as kind of an exploratory piece i mean i this film is an opening um you know this (coughs) film is the beginning of something you know if i was given the uh money and ability and there was interest, you know, if they wanted to, to fly me out to other places and make films about synagogues there, sure. I'd be interested in doing that too. But I want to have, you know, I would produce those because I want to have a personal connection. Mm-hmm. You know, right, I wanted right. to make a, a documentary about every synagogue in New York City, but I'm not from every part of New York City. I don't, I don't really in good faith know anything about being a Jew in Staten Island. Right. Um, yeah. There's, I'm sure, a lot of similarities, but also a lot of not. It's um, Staten Island. So yeah. It's no man's land, really. Yeah. You know, that's, you know that Staten Island is triple the size of Manhattan yes. by land? Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. How much of that is garbage, though? I mean, not like, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It, it has, it's triple the land mass, but I believe like half 
maybe even more of the population. Just completely unlivable. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's Staten Island. But also, shout out to Staten Island. Yeah, no disrespect. Wu Tang Clan and all that. Yeah, my stepdad is from Staten Island. He used to see Wu Tang on the ferry every morning. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Before there were Wu Tang. They got to get to work. Well, Heather's that old film school saying: "There's the movie you incept, and the movie you write, and the movie you film, and then the movie you make." Um, do you think there's still room to dream here and kind of finding a conclusion for this piece, like in the feature, like editing process or shooting process or whatever it may be? Like maybe you still have yet to come to like the final like statement that the movie is making. I think definitely. I mean, you know, there's no script right now. It's one right. that will come together and you know, the script is a combination of the interviews I get and the voiceover that I record of me and, you know, ambient noise is everything. Um, I know where this film came from and I hope that I've articulated it properly, Mm -hmm. but um, I don't know, I don't really know where this film is going in terms of what it's ultimately saying. Well, what you just said was so, was so poignant. I mean, finding what Jewishness means in like every borough and every community and how yeah. that kind of can shape everywhere. I mean, I think that's an overarching point, but like, you know, in terms of specifics about what it means, you know, about what I'm trying to say, it's like, you know, I think that look, I, this is a point I really want to stress because I think it'd be easy for me to be here and be anytime I talk about the film, I'm very aware of, uh, what it means to make a film about one community in a city that is filled with right. so many communities. And, you know, this film looks literally at synagogues, um, which are Jewish. Um, but to me, this film is entirely intersectional in terms of this is a film not just about Jews, and this is a film, this is a film about New York City and New York City is what we know it to be, and it's filled with so many people. So, you know, in making this film, I'm not just trying to have people be like, hey, look at the Jews. I think it's... um, I really do view this as a work that strives for building and increasing solidarity amongst many communities. Um, I I think of... um, And we can get ready to ask our closure question after this that we asked Caleb. um, But... uh, I, I think of two things, um, two two different quotes from two smart people. One was from me. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> One was from Zach. Yeah. <laughs> One was from Shalini Kantaya, the director of Coded Bias. It was a documentary yeah. about um, how uh, algorithms and and AI and stuff is kind of is racist inherently. Um, there was uh, that during the, the- where they were like the you flip your hand to the palm and. Yeah, it'll recognize you more than if your skin is a darker color, that type of stuff. Um, In the Q&A process, someone asked her something about, like, basically some sort of question along the lines of, oh, did you ever think about including, like, X community or X type of person? And she said something which, like, can sound kind of harsh, but which has stuck with me, that any representation is misrepresentation. Mm. Meaning that, like, no one person could ever hope to capture any the, the totality of the human experience. And then I think of something that Wes said in one of our very early episodes, which is that uh, people think people think that films are great when they're general. <laughs> Wes was the other smart person. Listen, <laughs> you're yeah. also smart. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, Zach. He said that people think films are great when they're general, but films great films are actually specific. Yeah, I mean, and and I think that you exemplify that in how you talk about 
wanting to make this film because of where it came from and being interested in exploring it in other places, but knowing that you would only feel right having a personal stake in this. And I, I think that's commendable, I'm you know, because there's a lot of creatives who get caught up saying like, we can think of, I, I don't know why this came to mind, like Zoe Saldana doing the Nina Simone movie. She <laughs> yeah. could have easily just sat oh, back was, and produced that, but yeah. she was like, no, I have right. to do it. I have it. to be right. every Negro. And then it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was a thing for obvious yeah. reasons. So I, I really do yeah. respect uh, the your decision there. Thank you very much, and you know I still think it's fucked up that you directed that that Nina Simone movie, Justin. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Uh, I tried we to all make mistakes. The, I tried to fucking the, fuck him out of charcoal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also the makeup person. That was that's part of his contract. Um, no, I mean you know the great, the late great artist Marlon Riggs. You know, oh, in, yeah. in his documentary Black Is yeah. Black Ain't, one of the things that he talks about, and I. I won't quote it because I don't remember the exact quote, but the idea that I remember from it is this idea of um, you can't unite an entire community because there is no such thing as the entire community. And, you know, mm. you can't in homogenizing a community, you erase all of the differences. Mm. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You erase every specificity, every intersection. Yeah, the monolith yeah. kind of myth. Yeah. And that so. won't save anybody you know mm. in another one of his films tongues untied he has a great quote where he says uh, my silence is my suicide mm. um which is kind of a subversion of the idea of silence equals death but he's saying not only is my silence is not only science killing other people but my silence is actively killing me mm. um i wanted people to be able to find themselves in it but right. you know for better or worse, I can only talk with full certainty about me. And, right. you know, even then, I don't know if I can always do that. <laughs> but, you know, so I wanted to find me through this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, a lot of my friends who are Jewish who grew up in New York or anywhere, I mean, what's been really gratifying to hear is that they find versions of themselves in it. Or if they don't, you know, yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, no one who runs this podcast is Jewish. I could be wrong. No. Um, Sorry, man. But it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> look, it'd be, it's cool if you're not a Jew and you can learn something from this. Mm. But honestly, like, I'm less interested in that. Of course. Yes. I want you to find okay. something right. to connect to it. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? I. I could have I could make a documentary where I'm like this synagogue was built in 1934. Yeah. It's been here. It was from Spanish people. Like, but that doesn't interest me because go read Wikipedia. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the part of it that is a personal essay is the fact that I'm gotta say some shit about you know me and where I come from, and, and you then you'll find you. You don't need to yeah. explain everything about exactly. Everything. You know, I mean, some things people just get. If they right. get it, they get it. Yeah, and yeah. I f I find it insulting this thing in documentary where we have to explain everything so thoroughly because mm. I think it insults the audiences. Right. I think that people, I think that film going audiences have forgotten that they're smart and that they can want things. Yeah, mm -hmm. Dan talks about that all, all the time. Is is the uh, is the the need for. Um, connecting the dots with everything. It's like kind of the biggest uh, crime of modern movies. It's like, oh, is yeah. that we, we need to like be like, you know, one of the, one, in one of the early episodes we had, I remember watching a movie being like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't all go heat. And, and Dan was like, not every movie needs to come together. Mm. Like some, some of it can just be, the audience can go home with the questions the movie leaves. And mm -hmm. 100%. On it. Um, but yeah, another smart guy, Dan. 
<laughs> look at that. Look at all this all love here. Smart guys, Wes. I think we're all smart guys. Okay? Zach is going to smack me over the it. face with the mixer board. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you, uh, Amir, in, in, in closing, um, I kind of already know the answer because you did this at the screening, but we asked Caleb and we looked to make this a regular question uh, because as we do here on the Medium Org, uh, we pair movies together. That's we're we're a double feature, sometimes triple, quadruple feature podcast. Hopefully, we can get you on this back end. Of this yes, season. as a, as I just a regular to. guest. So I want to ask you, for the sake of the audience and the other hosts, um, if you could program this movie, even the feature version, with t- uh, one or two other films uh, in a night, what would they be? How long is the night? Uh, we're there. We're oh, a captive oh. audience. We're captive audience. We're captive okay. audience. You can yeah, also do I'm gonna do a weekend. Um, <laughs> I uh, well, I would start you off with uh, Last Address, which is that short film that was kind of the genesis of this by Ira Sachs. Um, I would start you off with that. I would say News from Home next. Those are two mm-hmm. of the most hey, obvious yeah. inspirations because they, right. you know, show buildings, but also they tell a narrative and they. They're pieces about tone, but they're also pieces about a city and love and loss and despair. Um, those are the most obvious, too. But I, I think there's so many films that built this film. I mean, obviously, with every film there are. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's a lot of documentaries that have inspired me to believe in documentary as a medium again. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the two that I mentioned, Black Is, Black Ain't, and Tongues Untied by Marlon Riggs. Go watch those immediately. They're both on Criterion. Yes, they are. And Canopy, I believe. Um, um, oh, what was that film that I was just thinking of? Um, Amir, oh, did you see All the Beauty and the Bloodshed? I was going to say All the Beauty and the Bloodshed as well. I did see that. It's I love that film. It's a beautiful film. Riotsville. Uh, go watch Riotsville. It's mm-hmm. a great film. Cool. Uh, not enough people have seen that. Um what else? Watch Mississippi Masala because it's very good, <laughs> and that's where this came from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for a variety of reasons. The best looking people ever put to coming. Yeah, yeah. It really is the most beautiful. I don't group. understand. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. Um, I'm not trying to think of any other films that I would pair this with. Um, well, you've given us a whole syllabus, man. That's, of course, this is, you know, this is a whole Bam weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, you know great. what I'm, you know what I'm going to say is that um, if you go on Letterbox.com, here's a plug of my own brand. Please. Look up uh, Amir who watches slash watched movies, mm-hmm. um, and go. Yeah, oh, there you are. He's on the page. Go to lists and go to. I have a list called uh, documentaries something or something. That made me fe- believe in the form. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. Watch all those. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, Showa, Showa, Tongues Untied, Portrait, oh, wow, of Jason. Portrait of Jason, um, Sherman's Portrait of Jason. I watched in a uh, school. Yeah, we'll we'll have to link that in the uh, show notes for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then we were we were gonna give you a chance to plug yourself anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I know, I know, but I but I was. Uh, I just think people need to remember to watch things that make them feel things and make them dream again because I think that collectively a lot of people have forgotten that they are allowed to dream mm-hmm. um, and that they have space for it. Um, so watch some shit that makes you dream and That's makes you beautiful. believe in things. It's beautiful. beautiful. Thank you. Thank, uh, is bathed in an emerald light and now it's purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I want to thank you again, Amir, for coming on. Thank um, you guys. Please yeah, make sure you. you check out reflections in synagogue. We're going to link it in the show notes. We're going to yeah. share it on our Instagram page. Uh, and we're going to be doing more of these throughout the season for and sure. Also his Indiegogo. Which yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, um, we'll, we'll we'll throw that in there yeah, too. Yeah, we'll yeah. put that in there. Um and I told the rabbi who I met with, Scott, 
Shout out to Scott again. I told him that if this film is not done in a year, I will convert to Catholicism. Wow. (laughs) And that is a big (laughs) undertaking of which I do not have interest in doing. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah. So (laughs) this film will be done in a year. The feature will be done in a year. The stakes are high. The stakes are very high. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if my family will accept me. Um, They'll accept me. They'll just be confused. It's a long Um, time. So you converted because you didn't finish your Yeah. On a bet? (laughs) On a dare? Um, So, hell yeah. Yeah. But when it it premieres, we will be there uh, once again with open arms. Maybe we'll stick a mic in your face then, too. Please. Uh, But till next time, folks, uh, thank you for listening. Take care and watch something that makes you feel something. That makes you dream. And they're all smart. Uh, We're all (laughs) smart. Saying that because I'm obsessed. Thank you.